Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Locked On Nationals podcast. And this might show up on the Locked On Mets feed. Who knows? Uh, it depends on what how Ryan's feeling on, on that given day. Uh, this, once again, Locked On Nationals podcast. I am Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Nationals. Ryan Finkelstein, the host of Locked On Mets, joins me. We're going to talk about these two teams heading to the season. I already talked Marlins uh, with Peter Pratt. We're going through all the teams. We're talking Mets today. So we're going to break all that down. Also talk about some cherry blossom uniforms. That's coming up next. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do it. We're talking Mets, talking Nationals with Locked On Mets host Ryan Finkelstein. Ryan, appreciate you joining us as always. How are you, my friend? Doing good. About what, a week away? Eight days away? Yeah, I think what we we are two clubs, as always, the the Mets and the Nationals, a yearly tradition, uh, are going to kick off things. Ironically enough, there's no more Scherzer versus DeGrom, which was how many years of that did we get? Three or four, I think. At least, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty commonplace. Now, uh, now it'll be uh, Degrom Scherzer in Washington. Game two. I, I gotta say, they're probably gonna sell a lot of tickets for that second game, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, they, oh hell yeah, they're gonna sell a lot of tickets for the second game. I, I will. I will say this too. That game was always great because it was like, ooh, I, I can set my watch basically for three hours on the nose because these, oh, yeah. these two boys they they go they don't give up too many runs. That no, was, was always a nice thing. <laughs> I was at the uh, the Scherzer Degrom spring training game on Sunday, and it was two hours and like forty five minutes. It was just beautiful, and the Mets scored a ton of runs too. So yeah. for a game where they scored seven runs, had like twelve hits, the game still flew by because you had Degrom and Scherzer. Man, I, I think I've I've watched him over the years, but for something about having been in the team of your root force uniform, I didn't notice how quick the dude works. It's insane. I mean, he is just firing pitches, you know, and and getting pissed off for any bad well, that dares this, to call time out. There's a certain amount of like, okay, I just did something positive. I'm about to go do it again. And I just missed a pitch. I want to go up there and do it again. Like it's to yeah. me, it's like that simple. Cause he, he's one of those guys. I mean, I don't think he has to search very far for things to fire him up. But like, <laughs> I think that stuff like fires him up. He's like, okay. Just, you, you, know, you know, he's like, he, you know, for, for me, when I play golf, I never take a practice swing. Cause I'm like, what's the point? Really? The, the practice swing sometimes be better than the actual. Swing. So I just step up and hit it. Scherzer's that guy. He's not wasting time on practice swings. He's just getting right up to that ball and hitting it. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I'm sure it'll be painful for for Nationals fans to see that, and that's kind of the big story. But like, for I mean, for the Mets, this is you know, this is a, I'm not gonna say it's the, the year, but it's a year, right? I think the the goal for the Mets is not just to have a the year, right? It's to have years plural. Now, yeah. obviously. Who that entails, it's going to change, right? Max Scherzer, you know, if he started dropping off a little bit sometime soon, I think there'd be some surprise, but like he is old and it's, you can't do it forever, right? And so the, the 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 Mets now with resources are trying to turn this thing into a window, right? That's the goal yeah. with this, with what they've been doing. Not just 2022, but 2023, 2024, because across the division, I mean, the Phillies are trying to create a window the uh, the Nationals, you know, are trying to recreate, I guess, you know, find once again a window. And I feel like they think if they sign Juan Soto, that window could expand. The Braves, obviously, still very much want to compete reigning world champions. And they're getting back Ronald Acuna. Sure, you lose Freddie Freeman, but you, you know, you're kind of bringing back another star player in Acuna. So you're kind of, you know, supplementing that. 
that's the goal, right, Window? Yeah, I think if you look what the Mets did this this offseason, they're sort of setting up two different windows. There's this window now where it's this star-studded free agent bought team. That's the next two to four years with the Scherzer contract being three years, the Marte contract four years, Escobar and Canna two years. There's this small window, and then the bigger window is the fact that they did not make any real significant trades to their farms. So they did get Chris Bassett, but only give up one real prospect to do it. The future is trying to grow a farm system that can actually be there with the teams like the Dodgers. They're able to really contend every year without having to win every offseason, making a bunch of signings and trades. So I think right now this short-term team, it's about the Grom, Scherzer, Marte, an old roster that's going to try to come together, win a World Series, and then the future is going to look a little bit different. Yes. One thing I should get to is what do you think is going to happen with Michael Conforto? That's a conversation point right now. He yeah. hasn't had a home. I want to give you a quick thought here. Did did Kyle Schwarber kind of market correct Conforto? Like, did Maybe. Kyle Schwarber become the player that, that Conforto was supposed to be? It's interesting because, you know, Schwarber last year was non-tendered. And then he gets almost 20 a year, you know, 79 or four, basically 20 a year. Conforto in the shortened season, you know, I, I think I almost think it was bad for him in that he was yeah. so good that it made him look at free agency and think that he was going to get like a George Springer type contract. Um, and he probably turned down some extensions uh, from the Mets that a retrospect he should have accepted. But at the time, I don't blame him at all. Right. I, I've seen this narrative that like that Conforto screwed up. The guy was coming off a season where he should not have taken a seven-year, two hundred million dollar deal. If that's what the Mets or seven, whatever, seven for a hundred or whatever the Mets were offering, I'm sure it wasn't what he was expecting to get. Now I don't know what's going on there, though. It's very strange to have a free agent still out there. I guess Boris has done it with you know Keuchel. Was he held him out into the season, right? I think that was a Boris client, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the last year, right? He he signed. Who was it with? I, I forget what year was. It? You know, you're talking about. He signed he, like he signed middle with the Braves, of the year. I think. I think it was 2019 because I I remember it was my first year doing Locked On Mets, and yeah, I, I think it was. I think he signed in like May, and it was it was it was so weird. And then he eventually got the contract with the White Sox. But look, Conforto. He could go to any team, and I wouldn't be surprised. I have no idea what he's looking for. I don't know if it's the one-year deal to to go back into free agency, if he's holding out for the long-term deal, and that's why this is taking so long. Uh, but it is crazy every day he goes unsigned. I will say, I, I would I, like Nationals fans kind of wanted Schwarber back. I think it'd be actually be interesting if they went and got Conforto. It and, would be smart. It, yeah, if I you could, get him yeah. on a one-year deal. I, I mean, right. I guess the one thing is the qualifying offer. Uh, but I think that you could probably get whatever whatever comp pick you'd be giving up. I feel like you could probably get that back in a trade during the season. Yeah, I, I think the thing is you'd be taking a you, you're taking a risk. That's what you feel like, and I, I'm not sure the Nationals are too are too keen on taking risks. But you and I have talked about it. There is this balance between you know when you're kind of in the rebuild. Like like I, I kind of like I think the Marte contract uh, is like something that that I would look like for a team of the Nationals. It's like okay. That's something that's taken care of. Check it off the list, yeah. right? No matter if he, play, you know, sure you might play bad, might play poorly, whatever. But you're signed up, and so it's a veteran guy. You know, at least provides that presence. And so it's one area where you don't necessarily have to look for anything else. I kind of think those three to four year deals, and so Schwarber's contract, I actually think would work on the Nationals as well, oh, right? Yeah. Okay, 
we we know you know this is a good bat. We know we're going to put him in the lineup. We've seen him hit, albeit a small time in DC. This is a guy that we've invested in. Cross it off the list. We're not looking for Kyle Schwarber types. I actually think those contracts kind of translate well to a team like the Nationals because you think you're tanking, but also it just it takes care of something. You 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 erase one question mark. Um, but I'm really. I'm really interested to see. And also it feels like these guys in National League East just play musical chairs, right? Yeah. Like just always so much. Stay in the division. It is just, yeah. it's, you know, the number of guys where it's like that guy's played for the Braves, the guy's played for the Nationals, the guy's played for the Mets. So um, yeah, I think, I think that's interesting, but I mean, I haven't looked at the over under win totals. Uh, expectations are obviously to, to win the division. Correct. Is that kind of where everybody sees it? Yeah. I, I did see that the odds to win the division, I believe uh, Braves and Mets are both plus plus one fifty. So they basically have them as the two sure. teams. Uh, I, if I remember the Phillies might've been like plus four fifty or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the way people are looking at this division right now, it's, it's Mets Braves. And then the Phillies have basically just formed this team. That's, the ultimate puncher's chance team you've ever yes. seen. It's just let's bash him to death, try to score 10 runs a game. We, no one can play defense. It's not even going to be. I, I cannot wait till we get the Bryce Harper in center, Castellanos in right, Schwarber in left outfield. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. At some point, it's going to happen. At some point, there's going to be some bat that they want to DH, you know, in, in that lineup, whether it's a, a real Muto to get him off his feet at catcher or something else. And they're going to do that. And it's going to be incredible. They're going to have a weekend where they score like 40 runs and lose two of the games. Like that's like, that's going like, to have a, like, that's absolutely going to happen. Where it's like, Oh, well they lost 15 to 14 game one, 12, 11 game two and scored 20 runs in game three. And, and the Phillies, the best part about bad defense is it, it doesn't always jump out at you. So Phillies fans are like, why are our pitchers always giving up these doubles? And it's because no one can run down a ball in the gap. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. I, okay. So so I will say this though. There is sometimes where like their bad defense smacks you in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They had they had a game last year against the Nationals, ended up being like yeah, I forget the score was. That there there was some appalling defense. Like this is a little league game. I'm watching like, did anybody teach any of these players how to play? So I, I will say, you know, it's it's this. Um, like if you're going to, if you're going to suck, at least be entertaining type deal. I think actually it's kind of the national, the national. Uh, that's actually, that's my take with the nationals. I don't, I don't Yes. <laughs> that, that's yeah. exactly what I think they did. And I, I think it's, it, what, what Rizzo did this off season was it, like picture perfect for we're in a rebuild, but let's get fans at the ballpark. You bring back a right. bunch of guys from the 2019 team on minor league deals. And then you get Nelson Cruz, which I, I honestly sneakily one of my Love favorite signs Nelson of the off season. Cruz. Loved it. Always and and it made Juan Soto really happy. Yep. Um, and the thing is, like you, you know, the Mets saw it last year. Like it doesn't take much for this lineup to be very good. I really don't think the lineup's gonna be the problem. Nobody's there, gonna be talking about the Nationals run scoring droughts during the season. There's gonna, gonna be, be a month, month, man. There's gonna be a month like there was last year, which where, where the Nationals are gonna win like ten out of twelve, and people are gonna be freaking out, like, what is going on out there? It's gonna be right. Soto and Cruz. I, I think it's gonna be a month where it's like you know they've played Colorado and they've played you know <laughs> yeah. uh, they played Arizona. I think those will be the advantageous ones because, look, you know, it's last year. I mean, from a talent perspective, there's no doubt this is the best division, right? This is the best division in, in the NL, I would think. Because, yeah, the, the, the AL East is, I guess, yeah, the AL East is as a case for it. But it, I mean, you think about like two of the three last, two of the three last world champions are in this, are in this division. Now, I know the, the, the Mets have, <laughs> I know the Nationals, excuse me, don't have as many players from that, but like, this division's produced two of the last three champions and the two last regular full season champions. So that just shows you that the the GMs in this division, man, 
are are they're hitting all the right buttons at least for right now. And the Mets, I mean, there's no way they're not good. I, I will I will ask you this: What is the biggest area of concern right now as we head into the season? Um, I would say that the, the biggest thing that was left un, un uh, addressed was the bullpen. But I, I, to me, it's not join the line. A, yeah, I don't even think it's a con- I, every single year. There's there's 28 teams that go into the year not knowing they're going to get out of their bullpen. There's only a couple that go into a season with complete confidence there. So so really, I, may, maybe I think the one thing is uh, also looking at what they're going to get from Taiwan Walker and Carlos Carrasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the are the things. But I, I I've been doing a lot of stuff ranking this division and going you know through the position groups. And to me, the Mets are just set up really nicely across the board. I, I, I actually don't think there is um, too much to be worried about until injuries start to pop up or something like that. Right. We always – yeah, the injury – well, that was the thing last year that, that really hurt the Mets was that they actually – and they tried to plan for it too as much as possible. I mean, I remember you and I talking about, wow, all the depth, you know, guys like uh, – Lucchese and Yamamoto who were there just in case. And then they end up using like Robert block in the middle of the season to pitch games to them. Right. Stock. And oh, stock. Yeah. 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 Robert, Robert block, Robert stock. I mean, Close. I think the same thing, but I, just, I, think, I figured no I would correct you just in case Robert. No, stock no, offense, no offense to him, but like that's, that's where they were. And so you never know the injury, the injury. Bug. Jared Eikhoff. Jared, yeah. Jared. Well, that was, that was bad. Um, and then uh, Tyler McGill, right? You know, another guy they had to they bring in that we didn't think we'd see. So that, that can that can always happen. Um, but as we saw last year with the Braves, like there is a way to fight through major injuries. It's really hard though when it comes to your pitching staff. Like yeah. that's just the one place where you really can't you can't manufacture like multiple good pitchers out of thin air unless you're going to bullpen it at, like you know like the Rays <laughs> do, right? Yeah, for sure. I think that's that's why Steve Cohen gave Scherzer the blank check because last season, if you want to point to a single thing that created them that season, it was Jacob Degrom going down for the second half. Yeah, and now if that were to happen again, you have a Max Scherzer that can that can carry a rotation, and hell, you even have a Chris Bassett, which is what um, has me really high on the Mets going into the year. All right, uh, one quick word from our sponsors here. Today's show is brought to you by our friends. At Athletic Greens, if you guys want to feel better, start your day off right. Athletic Greens is the stuff for you. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains one less gram, uh, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and free uh, five free travel packs of, your, uh, of their uh, vitamin D-supporting immune su- stuff uh, with your first purchase. The five free travel packs threw me off, Ryan. I cannot read. Athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. It's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, yeah, I'll read you the odds one more time. It's Braves plus 150, Mets plus 150, Phillies plus 325, Marlins plus 1,400, and Nationals plus wow. 4,000. Can, can we just start there? Yeah, I don't think that? that the gap between the Phillies and the Marlins is that great. Like I don't the, think the Marlins and Nationals gap is that great. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's, what's plus fourteen hundred to plus four thousand? Yeah, well, yeah. 
One team's got one Soto, one team doesn't. Yeah, but one team has really good pitching. I, that's I'm a little true, bit... but, but that lineup's not good. It's that's just true. not good enough. I, it's just, and that's that's going to show up. I mean, look, get ready for the Alcantara season where he's 11 and 10 with a 2.15 ERA because he can't <laughs> score. The DeGrom special, right? And yeah. That, no, that's, that's very fair. much in play for them, I, I, I think. I, I think that if I, going into this 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 season, to me, it's I could see the Marlins putting it all together just because one through if you have good starters one through five, you're right. going to win a lot of games. And, and I I look at at their rotation one through three with with Alcantara and Rogers and Lopez, like that's a really good staff. And then they have some prospects like Max Meyer that is just looking great in spring training. So yeah, the other kid they have too, uh, Cabrera, I think, is a pitcher too. He's yeah. Almost ready. And remember, to me, they, they give off 2015 Mets vibes. Nice. Uh, but And that Mets team, I mean, that, that lineup wasn't great, especially in the first half. It was True. when they added Cespedes and Conforto came up. At the, so that, that's the only reason why I give them a little bit of a shot. Um, but I, and the Phillies, I just think it's it's kind of the opposite. It's I, I trust the bats. I don't trust the defense. And then that rotation's decent. But if one of their top three goes out, it's going to be pretty bad. Well, not even goes out. I mean, doesn't pitch that well. Or like, yeah. like oh, Noah's season last year will not get it done this year for them. No. And, and, and look, you know what's weird too? I feel like he's the best pitcher for that team because he's the one that gets the strikeouts. Where, yes. Whereas like Wheeler has now turned into this guy that goes deep into games by pitching to contact. Same thing with Eflin and uh, Kyle Gibson. They pitch to contact. Do you want to pitch to contact right. when you got Didi Gregorius, Alec Bohm, Castellano, Schwarber? I don't know. I, you know, I actually, I, I do think you're right. Kind of considering this, but I, I also liken it to the national too. Like the national is a flip version, right? They, 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 their pitching sucks. And at some point, I mean, they just don't have any pitching too, right? The two guys, you know, Corden was a complete disaster last oh, yeah. year in Strasburg. We just haven't seen. He's just been non-existent. Where, where does Anibal Sanchez end up? Fact, is, you know, is this is, this is, he's going to make the rotation, which is of the course crazy he is. Part. Is he three? So, is he four? Is he <laughs> He might be two. <laughs> I know. I'm just agreeing with two. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Right now, so right now you're looking at Corbin, Eric Fetty. Oh yeah, Fetty. You know, just I'm not doing this any order. Josiah Gray, Anibal Sanchez, um, and then I'm I'm just there's a there's a gaggle of folks who are fighting for the for the last spot. So they've got some options. Joe Ross isn't there anymore. Joe Ross hurt. Oh okay. Yeah, he's 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 recovering from an injury. He had really he had a nice year last year. He had, he had a really nice ni- a nice season. Um, I but swear this, he he's been with the. I feel like he's been with the Nationals for fifteen years. I know he hasn't. But he's only twenty nine too, he, he and he just, hasn't hit arbitration yet, or he hasn't hit a free agency yet because he skipped twenty twenty. Right, so he skips twenty twenty <laughs> doesn't count as a service you know as a service year. So he's not even hit that yet, um, which is you know absolutely bonkers. And then the the guy that waiting on is Cade Cavalli, big prospect. He's actually in a pitch. So they're not having him pitch a spring training game today. He's pitching a, a simulated game, like an MLB simulated game. So they they seem to think like he's done really well. There's a chance he makes the rotation. Um, really he struggled. Should. Really like, struggled like, in AAA. I think this, I think the worry is he struggled in AAA last year. Unless you're rushing a guy, but if you're a team that that uh, you know d- doesn't have real you know playoff aspirations, and you have a pitching prospect that's close. I say throw him into the fire because even if he's bad the first year, it's going to make him better. I mean, you, you got to learn at the big league level. Might as well take your lumps when it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's fair. I think it's very fair. Yeah. It, it, I think you just want to put him in a competitive environment. You can support him more. Now, look, yeah. once again, the, the run support will be there, but it's, you, I mean, 
I, I, yeah, I, there's there's two sides to it, right? There is the put them in the fire, have them suck now, and it doesn't matter. There's also like the you don't want to like, set up it to fail either, though. So right, I, I, I see that if you, if you really are you putting too much stock? Are you yeah. saying, look, we we're so bad that we need you now? And because that's why it's like you know they bring in John Lester last year, they bring in Anibal Sanchez, and I'm not a fan, Ryan, of guys whose age are going. I don't think anybody is. Their age is one way, and their and their numbers are the you know age up, numbers down. But we need a vet. So let's get a vet in here. You know, we, we need John Lester. It's like, well, the guy's not going to make it out of the fourth and the bullpen's getting taxed like crazy. So uh, how, how important is it to have a vet in here? I'm worried for Sanchez that that's going to be the case. His 2020 was such a disaster. A, I mean, an out and out disaster. It got like worse each game. He had, um, he had a lot of teams interested in that in that uh, little uh, tryout he had. Yeah, you know, a bullpen. Everybody's I like, oh, here comes Hamball Sanchez. And guess who Guess who scooped him up? The Nationals. But, look, they're trying to find guys in the cheap that can hold down rotation spots. I understand why. When you got 60-plus million invested in Strasburg and Corbin and one sucks and one's not pitching, so, you might be like – you just need guys who can who – can, just, just pitch and eat it. Throw baseballs to, to it. catchers? It, it, it's yeah. almost like a BP pitcher. You just – just get some guys out there. You'll get your outs. You'll figure it out. You know, it's, it's that's what I felt like when I was watching Jeffrey Rodriguez pitch like three or four times last season. That's that's kind of <laughs> and and uh, Robert Robert Block. Yeah, and you know what's you know what's great about baseball? There's always a day when Anibal Sanchez can give you seven scoreless because baseball is baseball, where guys just hit rockets right at people, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you can make it through and start. Well, yeah, because it's that's why I, this is my argument for there being too many games. It's like, look, you can just suck for two months, and it's like. He's back, or Team X is back, right? You know, the Nationals, 1931, right? We, we, we always talk about that. Yeah. Uh, it is the sport where this is po- where that is possible. But, there, you know, I don't want the, hey, once in a blue moon, he'll give you six. Like, great. Once in a blue moon, he'll give, give us six. That's what we're gunning for here in the rotation? Is that is that yep. what, what the goal is? So, um, yeah, I think that is, that's, that's one thing uh, to look at. I, I, right now, do you think the Mets win the division? Uh, I'm, I'm, I think the Mets make the playoffs. It's, it's kind yeah. of a cop. Which all matter. Answer. Which but, really uh, all matter. I, I, I think the Braves are really good too. So I, I, yeah. I believe that at the end of the season, there's going to be two teams with over 90 wins in this division. It's going to be the Mets and the Braves. And then I, I think that maybe the Marlins have an outside shot at a wild card. I, I think for them, it'd just be good to get over 75 wins. And then I feel like the Phillies are going to be in the real wild card hunt where the Phillies are going to be like, Battling out with the the whatever if whoever the teams coming out of the central if it's uh you know the Brewers or the Cardinals whichever teams not winning that division the the Padres the Giants like they're going to be in that mix for that fourth wild card spot I think do you, do you think our friend Dan Wilson who last year tweeted all the sign for the Seinfeld meme of even Steven uh, do you think he'll be doing that a lot again this year do you think it's going to be like you know, one, two, like one loss, you know, win, loss, yeah. win, loss. Or is it going to be like five wins, five losses, six wins, five, you know. Like it, I, I, I think they could be, think? they'll be streaky. They'll be streaky. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to come down to those hitters. and those, That's honestly, I, I've had this take that I feel like the Phillies will do better in the playoffs in the regular season. Just yeah. because you look at that at that team and you could see Schwarber hitting six home runs in five games and, and and you know, Daniel Murphy type shit. Yeah, yeah. See, seeing seeing the Phillies beat the Dodgers in the in the play, that would be great. If somehow the Dodgers ended up in the wild card round and the Phillies were were knocked them out 
<laughs> well, who the hell would want to face? I mean, that lineup in the playoffs. That that might be the scariest Horrifying. wild card round three game series team. You don't want to go up against that lineup. I mean, and even they can they can throw out Wheeler and Nola. I mean, it's not. Wait, bad. They made the wild card three games. Is that what they did? It's. I think it's a three game. Yeah, three game. Thank wild God. Card. Thank God. Did, did you find it ridiculous where it's like we're going to play 162 games? And we play. We, we don't play standalone games in baseball, right? They're all at least yeah. in two game series or four game series, and they have the fives for COVID and scheduling, whatever. But but we're gonna do a one game playoff. Like that's not how our yeah. sport works. I'm glad it's a three game series. So yeah, and it gives you it, it, basically it's gonna be three game series. The uh, the the one division winner, I guess. Who get? I think one division winner gets a buy. So the two division winners will host. And the top wild card team will host the the bottom three wild cards. And for folks who are wondering, this this Joker doesn't know why you know, why the hell does he not know? Uh, I've made a pact that with both with every single sport, I'm going to check on the first day of the season to see what the rules are because with the with the MLB, they're still actually hammering out some details of like some of the things that are going to happen. Right? I yeah. think the 28 players in April came out like a week or and a half. We still don't know if it's official though. They're they're still not decided right. so, on it. So, so once again, this this is why I have I have uh, yeah. I'm just saying I'm going to wait till day one. I'm be like, all right, how many games are we playing? Okay. Uh, how many, how many, uh, you know, playoff teams do is we have? Is there ghost runners this is, year? <laughs> I think the, and, and there are, there are, correct? We decided yeah, to I think, so. that? I think they thank, are, yeah. Thank God for that. I'm really glad. Um, all right. So have you, have you done the predictions yet for what the Mets lineup looks like? Have you done that whole? Uh, I, I have been, I have been predicting what I, I believe, uh, I, I can run just through it, it if you want me just to. Lay it, yeah, just lay it on me. Let's hear it. All right. So I, I would imagine it's going to be. Either Starling Marte or Brandon Nimmo bat lead off. The other one's going to bat second. You got Marte's going to be the right fielder this year. Nimmo in center. Um, batting third will be Lindor likely at short. You got Alonzo at first. Um, maybe Escobar uh, batting fifth to give more pop. You'll be at third. You got Jeff McNeil in the lineup at second. Mark Canna in left. And then uh, Tomas Nito and or James McCann, depending on who they want to go with the catcher. One of those guys. Who's basically in there for the glove more than anything else? Well, we just... know we know McNeil and Lindor have great chemistry in that middle infield, so well, I'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm sure no more it's still overblown though. Like the, the fact that there was a, a contingent of Mets fans that wanted Jeff McNeil, a player coming off his worst season, traded this offseason because these guys couldn't put behind some argument that happened last May was ridiculous to me. I don't think well to me. So here's my read on it. You know better than me. I don't think it was just that. I don't think these they, they particularly get along. Real well. Yeah, and you, yeah. I could see why because they're pretty different personalities. They are, but but I think that when you're when you're first of all, if you're Jeff McNeil and you were on the block because of this, I think that makes it where you're probably going to be trying to smooth things over because no player wants to get traded from their their the team that drafted them and everything, right. especially a team that is going for it and and, and looking to to be a contender. So I, I think Jeff McNeil knows that he has to make things right. I'm pretty sure they have. I, I just don't think that that's going to carry over into this season. I could be wrong, but I really don't think it will. I think when you have common goals, everyone's trying to win, I think you can put that stuff aside. And I think that those arguments happen more because the Mets were losing. It's harder to be happy in a clubhouse that is you know free-falling in the standings. All right. Uh, one quick word from our sponsors at Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. It's Built.com to find all the delicious Built Bars that they have there. They're good. They're good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Candy bars usually have 240 in the calories department, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. 
say no to the candy bar. Say yes to Built Bar. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond are just a few of their flavors. Go to Built.com today. It's Built.com. Promo code LOCK15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15. To get 15% off on your first order, once again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Ryan. So uh, I just want to ask you, does this put the fear of God into you? I mean, are you are you concerned uh, about these uniforms the, yes. the Nationals will be wearing? Are you horrified of the flowers on the jersey? It's, you know, if they wear those 20 times this year, it's, it's, it's worth at least five wins, I think. Right? Probably. I think it's, yeah. Now, is, that, is, is that a higher? If you're if they go five and fifteen of those jerseys, is that a better winning percentage than they're going without those? Jerseys no, no, I'm, I want to say no. I'm, I'm saying I'm just saying. Oh, like, oh they're they just going to boost. They, it's like five wins. Yeah, added. yeah, plus yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So if they would have won seven out of twenty, now they're going to win twelve out of twenty and be over yes. five hundred in those jerseys. Yes, got you, yes. got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm terrified. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, what are I your think, thoughts on them now? What do, what, what do you think? What do you think of them? I'm not the big Jersey guy. You know, I don't, I don't get to, uh, I don't have strong opinions on jerseys. I don't either, actually. You know, I, I've, I, <laughs> I was editing last week a, a that someone who went into to great lengths for just baseball ranking the best uniforms in the game, and I just didn't have I an opinion care. on any of it. Care, yeah. Let me just check and make sure the grammar's good because I, I, I don't <laughs> care. I see I, that's me too. I don't really care. Now this is something that fans have wanted to see for a long time. So I'm glad there's, for them. There's been a clambering for the cherry blossom. There has. <laughs> Why? This, it, it just sounds absurd to say for years there has been clambering. It, because I guess it's, it's such a staple. It. It's, oh, it's, it's like a staple of DC. It's, okay, it's I really okay. like the, the flower, right? And okay. they're all over DC. And the thing is, you know, the fall, uh, when spring comes, the cherry, blo- the cherry blossoms are blooming. The Wizards made theirs and much more of a fashion statement. They went with the the blossom color as the base color, which is very NBA of them. Yeah. Uh, very NBA of them to do. I'm a Heat fan. Uh, I've seen some jerseys the last couple of years. I just want to ask you before we get out of here, too. Are you okay? Are, they, are you okay? I see the Heat are just absolutely just doing all right. Doing all right. You know, they, they beat the Kings. Who doesn't? But they did beat the Kings. So I'm nice. uh, feeling a little better to, to end a four game losing streak. So uh, I'm okay. I'm okay going into the playoffs. Not well, as confident as I was two weeks ago, though. Will Jimmy Butler punch Spolstra before the season's over, you think? I, I, I'm one of those heat culture annoying people that was like, oh, it's good for the team. You want to see it. <laughs> Hash it out. It's what, it's what family does. Exactly. Exactly. Does. Wayne Wade yesterday on, on NBA and TNT said that's a Tuesday for the Heat. That, that just means yeah, the that's actually, so I was like, okay, all right. So I, I think I actually think with Jimmy Butler, like this is what you get. And oh, yeah. I think it's important that you keep in line too. I, I'm sure you know you're very familiar with the story, the Rachel Nichols story, where he yeah. he came into practice and like run with the threes and was just yelling. And so he was used to be Didn't shoot a shot. He was just yelling. Like horrible things that Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns were the two young stars at the time and calling them awful names. He was late to practice, did that, and then did an interview with Rachel Nichols afterwards where he told her that she that he was not happy. Um, it was really a scene. And this is like I, I used to think he was a bad teammate. I'm kind of back in the good teammate thing. This is just what you get with him sometimes, right? It's just gonna happen. Yeah, hundred percent. He's just uh you you want him to be pissed off on the court because he plays better. You just want to kind of rein it in. So yeah, right. he's look. It's uh, little Max Scherzerish. Yeah, you know, very similar, similar. Yeah. yeah, kind of that bulldog mentality. I can see that for sure. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Uh, you actually, you and I are going to be talking later. We're doing a crossover, talk about the entire NL East. But I appreciate you coming in and previewing the Mets with us today. 
where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? So you can find me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can find Locked On Mets wherever you get your podcasts. And I also do writing as the managing editor of Just Baseball at JustBaseball.com. Ryan Finkelstein, we appreciate your time, man. Yeah, for sure.